Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show, giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR, 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Hello, you're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855 AM. My name's Daniel and I'm here with Kathleen. Hi. Today we're interviewing Alan Pinches, a Master of Social Work candidate at La Trobe University. All right, thanks for coming in, Alan. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Alan, for being here. So as I believe, you have an extensive background in journalism, mental health sector, consumer participation roles. Could you tell me more about how you got involved with this and your work in the past? Yeah, um, well, working as a consumer consultant and uh, researcher, um, I guess it's one of those really rare things where your work uh, grows out of your life experiences. So in many ways, it's it's a privilege to be doing that work and surprising to fall into it. And it's you know, one doesn't ask to have mental health problems. Uh, in your early 20s, but if it does happen uh, and you have to find your way back, um, certainly a good way is to get involved with other people in the consumer movement and uh, try to improve things uh, for people and uh, try to create bridges back into the community, try to improve services and, you know, trying to be hopeful and optimistic, you know, that things don't have to be so grim um, and there, there is a way back. And so I've really come to believe these things uh, very deeply that, you know, together, you know, um, as a movement and increasingly as a consumer lived experience workforce, there's so much we can do to improve the experience of people who experience problems in, in mental health. So do you think uh, having a lived experience of mental health is actually important for a, a mental health worker to have? I think it's a, it's a really um, yeah, extremely valuable thing. I think it you know, creates uh, insights that aren't possible to have otherwise, you know, not um, putting down the, the hard work that many mental health workers make. But I think you know, the lived experience uh, actually... Uh, creates an insight into what sorts of things work in services, uh, what are the issues that people face, what what kinds of um, things encourage uh, recovery, um, and uh, what things shouldn't be misunderstood uh, or judged. I think you know we sometimes we might think that we're, we're hated. Uh, but maybe it's not so much that, it's just that certain parts of the services may not have yet learned how to care for us better, and, and we can certainly help with those things. That, that said, I think so much of the progress of the mental health consumer movement in Australia has been very much in alliance with, with others, uh, such as carers and many service providers, 
and particularly the um, community um, mental health support services. And actually without us, they could not have made the enormous uh, progress they have made. So the, the scope is there for partnership and in many ways that's happening. Well, Alan, as I understand, your project has involved a deep exploration among consumers of peer support. Uh, could you tell me more about this project and the findings? Yeah, uh, well, at the uh, Northern Area Mental Health Service, um, we got funding a couple of years ago for a uh, peer support research and development project which was basically around uh, consumer um, participatory action research uh, where we ran a series of workshops within a kind of you know, structured uh, system that we worked out with a number of other um, consumer experts uh, where people would come together at, at a community care unit um, and would talk about what types of um, aspects of uh, peer support uh, would be most helpful in their, in their recovery journey and, and well-being. Um, and it, was, it really worked well. There was a lot of, um, a lot of uh, great, uh, uh, rich, contextual information came out of it about what really helped people to feel better about themselves by being together, or almost, you'd say, it was peer support, but it was like a you know friendship-led recovery, and we we learnt a lot about kind of the the resources in the community. We shared information about that. Great intentional um, friendships started to come up. People were forming you know really nice, supportive uh, friendship uh, around peer support. Uh, great changes started to happen there and there, and, and it didn't cost a lot on the ground to run this. There, there's such possibilities around peer support, and peer support programs are now starting to appear you know, all over the place, in, and it ties in with many other types of uh, lived experience uh, uh, roles that also pop. Things are looking good for the consumer movement, and the lived experience workforce. It, it's great. It, it's really only limited by the imagination of people involved and the services. And hopefully the policymakers will you know, keep building their support. So I, so I do think actually PS support does sound really good because when you've got a when you've got a mental illness, it's kind of like you can talk to your, your friends and your family about it, but they sometimes probably don't understand and you can feel really alienated and maybe That's alone. Right. Yeah. But with peer support, you've like got somebody there that you can actually talk to that actually understands. That's very, it's very important, you know, that, that people can talk to people who've had a similar experience, including the peer support worker. And they're coming from this, this space um, and they, they might have been down a bit more of a track of learning how to put the ingredients of recovery together, but certainly having like-minded people around you with a, a mutual kind of understanding and caring about each other, it's just so important. I mean, one of the things can happen, um, you know, it, when you have uh, a, a breakdown or you find yourself on the sidelines or, or living in a a group home or some isolated situation. Uh, there's such a lot of loneliness, you know, with, uh, it's one of the big problems out there with people with uh, mental health issues. Um, and anything that can alleviate that is really important. And in fact, to have, have friendship and connections is, is such an important thing. I think it's a, it's a bit of a pity, really, that uh, a number of the day programs 
uh, that used to exist have been now closed down for budgetary reasons or, or the idea of efficiency that we can deal with people, you know, better on a sort of uh, package basis, one to one. But there was something very good about people being able to mix together on their own terms uh, and with some staff support uh, to be able to kind of find their own way and create their own community. Community is so important, so hard to find these days when the last bastions of community is among mental health uh, consumers. You've done extensive research on how peer support is crucial and the importance of a lived experience. Could you tell me why having a lived experience is important for peer support work? Well, uh, peer, the, the word peer, you know, it's a funny word, but it, it, it is about having that shared experience. It's about, I've been, I've been there to, through it too, and so have you, so I have some insight into what you've been through. You have some insight into where I'm coming from. So I guess one of the most important things to be a peer support worker, and I don't think I ever have become a fully fledged peer support worker. I've been researching in that area, but some of the people who really specialize in this, in the growing range of training that's starting to come on board, um, are really you know, very, uh, very good on, on this uh, interpersonal kind of work with a person, which really means being at a level with a person, being mutual with them, uh, not sort of, I am this, you know, I'm this worker and I'm going to do this for you or, or to you. It, it, it's really more about, um, you know, we're on a level here, you know. I get something from my... Uh, friendship with you my relationship with you and it's the same the other way it's it's mutual you know um, there are two types of uh, uh, training that are now um, becoming available and one of them is is a more of a um, certificate level training certificate for in peer work which is very quite new and only just being rolled out recently and, and it was developed in a national kind of framework uh, um, and that's perhaps a, a rather like a TAFE course. There's another one, or at least another one, called Intentional Peer Support, uh, which has started uh, from uh, America and uh, has been offered at, at, uh, locally in Melbourne uh, a few times. And I actually took part in this training, uh, which is about... It's a, it's a model of peer support, which is all about mutuality and, and it's about um, well several steps there's, there's worldview there's mutuality and the idea also but the the, the broader idea that uh, is going towards what you want to, in life rather than going away or, or running away or stepping away from the things that you're trying to get away from so in that kind of setting in intentional peer support um, it, it, which is a great method. Uh, mutuality is the is the key, and I, I think those things are kind of present in, in various different models. There's another model called Peer Zone, um, which has been developed as well. So there's a few really good models. Mm-hmm. You know, um. Hello, you're back to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM. 
I'm Daniel, and I'm here with Kathleen, and we are talking to Alan Pinch. It was Alan Pinch's about his consumer advocacy work. Just enrolled within a master's degree at La Trobe University. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, well, for, for me, you know, this is a, a, a dream that I've had for a long time. You know, I've been a, a sort of unofficial uh, writer and historian of the consumer movement, you know, for a long time. Uh, but to actually take it into an academic setting is, is a marvellous opportunity. Um, and uh, so I'm doing a master's uh, by research in social work. Um, and my topic is uh, a um, strategic history of the mental health consumer movement in Australia. And I hope that this will eventually uh, add up to a living resource for the work of the consumer movement, which I think is you know, a really uh, essential uh, field of work, um, uh, both in terms of you know, policy and uh, you know, social inclusion and uh, development of services and uh, alternatives and, and community resources, uh, which all can uh, draw on the lived experience uh, of uh, consumers and be part of a, a growing uh, consumer workforce uh, in a, a diverse range of, of roles. So I'm so excited about it because it, it's something that you know I believe in. It's something that's grown out of my life experiences. Uh, and you know I worked as a journalist in my uh, early working life, uh, which was a very tough field to work in and probably explains a lot of things about uh, my experiences. Um, but I have been able to take my love of writing um, and uh, exploring social issues into my work. Uh, so this is a chance to really sort of uh, uh, grow that and, and uh, do something really satisfying. It's, you know, it's my life's hope. Um, it, it's, uh, it's good, you know, to take uh, misfortune and turn it into something positive, all the better you know, in fact, the meaning comes out of the fact that it, it, it does you know, create opportunities for, for better lives for, for others. You know, I can't imagine a, a better w form of work to be doing. And I'm just very pleased to have had the chance to bring it to this stage and want to go, go on with it. I guess uh, doing peer support work and doing the consumer advocacy, it's kind of, it's taking your bad situations and making something positive out of them, which I kind of like. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I mean, I really believe that. In fact, you know, it's part of my, you know, part of my regular, you know, message for for anyone is that, you know, that life, you know, doesn't always hand you what you want, you know, um, and despite what the you know the glossy you know, career brochures might say, and uh, despite the things that we might hope for, you know, the the world is. Uh, you know, it can be pretty rough and tumble, and I think that actually has a big input into uh, mental health issues anyway. So it makes sense to me that people who have been through that and have been sort of tossed around on, on this sort of stormy sort of uh, ocean, actually when they hit the beach, actually have a whole lot of things that they're able to sort of uh, say and contribute to society you know, straight away. You know, some of the, the wisest people, in fact, the wisest people I have met 
have been people who have been through, uh, you, you know, terrible mental health uh, problems and, and uh, issues and, uh, you know, somehow uh, come out the other side, you know. And, uh, I mean, it's partly spiritual. It's partly, uh, you know, partly about life experience. It's partly about being, I suppose, humbled a bit, you know, because rather than being able to kind of walk around and soaking up the status of the mainstream society, um, you know, a lot of us are brought down to sort of having to be just sort of grateful for, for anything, you know, the, the crumbs, you know. Um, and we, we also uh, have had friendships or shared spaces with people that we might have never met before, you know. So I think there's, there are things that are kind of quite um, enriching about even the saddest uh, of uh, experiences. Now, now, I'm not sure there was a philosopher who said, you know, that something around there's nothing, you know, sadder than an unexplored life. And in fact, there are worse things than being sad. And, and in fact, you know, it's being a writer in any event, you know, I think uh, sadness has always been, you know, for, for writers, you know, grist for the mill. Um, and so in a way that's given me a way to survive and it's given me a way to sort of turn things ar around, to turn, yeah, those things, those experiences into kind of usable knowledge, plus learning about the system and, and learning how to sort of talk the language and think um, systemically and those sort of things. I must say, I'm not the only person who does this. There's a whole lot of people doing wonderful things in, in you know, consumer work and uh, some brilliant people. And, and that's only increasing because this work is becoming more, uh, more accepted and, uh, so, and, and has a much more favourable public profile. Um, so there are some really good new leaders and op preliminary research what have been some of the forces that have shaped the movement in terms of advancing and holding back the consumer movement in the future yeah which is a great question and, and that's really i guess that's the the, the hub of uh, what i want my research to really grasp onto you know so that it can be a kind of a a resource for you know what types of things are helpful and what types of things have held it back and there are many things there are many things in both categories um, but the the help the helpful things I think are around the values the ethics the sort of camaraderie the mutual respect you know the, the love the passion uh, the vision the insights admiration you know between people doing this work and and all of those who, who support as well uh, like it's also very important that a number of other consumers who don't quite reach these you know the professional positions and all that who might work for very small amounts of money for sitting fees or whatever are so essential in the work that they they do you know um, and the, the service providers who will partner up with those consumer projects, the, the ones who open their minds. Uh, when governments provide funding, even small amounts of funding are quite helpful and, and uh, you know, can allow things to uh, 
progressed. So there's there's a whole lot of things, but I think really when it comes down to it, it, it it's a it's a movement that's built on really really strong values and ethics that tend to promote you know the forward progress, uh, and it's also has a form of um, participatory democracy, which is very rare, uh, except in a, in a really strong uh, community movement. You know, so uh, so those things are really very powerful, and you know can't be can't be emphasised enough. On the other side, things that hold it back. Well, you know, typical of any organisational you know structures and all that. There's there are rivalries that happen, unfortunately. There's the difficulty with any social movements of how do you balance the thing around cohesion on one hand, the need for cohesion, and on the other hand, uh, free expression and free speech and having a robust discussion. Uh, and those are hard to balance up. Often they can be balanced fairly well. But there's also, you know, sort of personality clashes, and there, there tends, there can be sort of, you know, lateral violence or la- hostility, I should say, where uh, people there's a bit of push pull around some, you know, issues. Uh, you know, there, there's sort of, I think all all of the sort of all the human kind of. Uh, um, frailties you know come into it and but I think on the in the main the, the positives are, are the strongest and in fact that's because the the, the base uh, the issues at the base of it are really strongly in need of those uh, you know yeah yeah so it sounds like there's a lot of positives to take from that uh, yeah. so unfortunately that we all that's all we've got time for Alan uh, thank you so much for coming in. It's been really interesting and quite ex- inspiring as well. Thank you. Uh, so you've been listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855 AM. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.